0: This is the Village Church Q&A podcast,
1: where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome.
0: Welcome to the Village Church Q&A Podcast. Pastor Michael here, and in the studio today with me is Renee Chen. Renee is Pastor Tim's wife. If you don't know who Pastor Tim is, um, most weeks he's the MC on the Village Church Q&A Podcast. And Pastor Tim and Renee have been married for almost 34 years. That's right. And uh, she has two children with Tim. Actually, only two children with anybody. (laughs) let's let's, Let's
1: clarify let's be
0: clear on this one just had their first grandbaby this uh, week on Easter Sunday so excited about that and uh, And he's cute uh, rumor has it he's adorable and the cutest baby that has ever been born Yep, Uh, redheaded
1: and everything that's awesome
0: and uh so uh, Renee has been a teacher for a long time. I mm-hmm. know, Renee. in the past you've taught in Christian schools. Mm-hmm. And so um, what we're going to talk about today is the question, what is it like to be a Christian mm-hmm. teacher in a public school? Okay. And so, Rene, I'd like to start off. Could you give us just kind of your history of where you have taught, what ages, and then what brought you into the public school sphere?
1: Perfect. Um, I grew up in public schools. Um, Southern California, where we wore jeans and t-shirts to school every day and grew up as a believer through junior and senior high, Um, always wanted to be a teacher. I used to line my teddy bears up and teach them and all the neighborhood kids and teach them and um, went to school to be a teacher and told God I would be the best public school teacher there ever was. And I would never, ever teach in a Christian school because those people didn't need a witness. So, um graduated from college, and my first job was in a Christian school in second grade. And all of my prep work had been with the older kids. So, I taught second grade for a year, And the following year, I said, "Wow, Lord, that was hard, you know, um, But Tim and I moved, and I got a job in a Christian school, um teaching first grade, And I said, "Lord, please don't ever make me do this again." Um that's God has designed us all differently. Mm. Um, My design is not first and second grade. I know that, um, but I appreciate the ability and the job that he gave me. I went on to teach in Christian schools for quite a while until 2005. Um, I left a Christian school here in the area and finally was able to go where my heart's desire had been and go into the public school system. So I've been um, in this area, in the public school system, about 10 years now, total teaching about 26 or 27.
0: Awesome. So um, what have you seen in terms of some trends over the past 20 years um, in the public school? Um, mm-hmm. Has it been harder to be a Christian as time goes on, easier to be a Christian? Like, what are some of the trends that you've seen um, as it relate the public schools relate to Christian teachers?
1: Okay. Um, being a Christian has its own um, challenges and rewards. Um, being a Christian in a public school has changed over the decades. Um, very often, growing up, you the teachers would talk about when they went to church mm. or um, what they were doing with their church for Lent or or whatever. But there was some reference. Um, we went, of course, oops, with our pendulum and went the other direction. Where you know we don't we don't even mention Christ. We mm. don't. Um, talk about that to, I find myself in a very unique position. I'm in a school that is has a very high Hispanic population, mm. and many of those Hispanic families are very devout Catholics yep. and believe in the Lord and are are very brave and want to talk about God and they want to talk about church. And so it I find myself, again, that they ask me questions that, at that point, I I can answer um, when I have children who bring up the subject. Now, I don't believe that creation uh, – I believe in creation. I don't believe that there was a Big Bang Theory. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. you know. And then what do you think, Mrs. Chen? Yep. Well, now that you've asked. <laughs> let's talk about let's that. Let's talk about it. Um, I actually find that the biggest pushback um, with my Christianity – doesn't come from the children. It comes from some of the staff in some of the schools where I've worked. Mm. Um, They cuss like sailors or don't want to hear it, or they go to church themselves. And just like with any human being, any sinner, since we're all sinners, um, we stumble and we fall and we don't follow Christ maybe the way that I would. And so it sometimes makes it more difficult.
0: So, what are the what are some of the legal lines that you're not allowed to cross, and you are allowed to cross? Meaning, like, when are you allowed to talk about Jesus? When are you not? Um, I've heard that if a child asks you personally mm-hmm. at that point, you're allowed to share. But is that true? And then, if you do do that, uh, is that well received?
1: That's a great question. Um, I don't know that it is outlined specifically anywhere in particular the exact do's and don'ts um i my understanding is what you've just said that if they ask a question then i am able to answer that but i am not to elicit um, any information or give my opinion that i think uh, well what would jesus do in this situation mm. you know um first, most A lot of the kids don't have a clue what Jesus would do in that situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am not to overtly try to transform them in any way.
0: So as you have, I'm sure, had conversations as kids, I'm sure, have asked you personally at times mm-hmm. what you thought. Um, does your administration, are they bothered by that? Or are they kind of like, you know, that's kind of how classes go and this is who she is and pretty accepting?
1: I have been very blessed that my administrators um, at, in this district, especially, have, are, um, have been professing Christians. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's kind of like you said, it's just kind of the way she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to probably display this to the children by making them three promises every year. And I found that this is something that I can do being a Christian that can cross the line into their hearts. Um, I promise that I will always tell them the truth. I promise that I will never yell at them. And I promise that I will always love them. Mm. And those promises become very um, heartfelt for those students. Mm. Um and it's reaffirmed. I had a student just in the last week or two who I was very, <laughs> I was very upset with my class, and so um, you know, sixth grade is um, it has its own challenges, and <laughs> we can talk about that later. But <laughs> yeah. um, when I was very angry with the class, and so I was waiting for them to get quiet, and I said, you know, I'm very disappointed because the maturity level that I see is not what I'm expecting. And one of my boys piped up and said, yeah, but you will always love us. And That's I said, so you're right. I will. So I will. Good. And so I'm very thankful and very blessed, feel very blessed that they accept those promises and that they that they allow me to demonstrate that to them yep. so that they believe that they're true.
0: Yep. So how do you navigate circumstances in curriculum? Um that blatantly communicate things that you just don't believe because every curriculum is based out of a worldview and values mm-hmm. and fundamentally a secular humanist worldview is going to omit God from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's almost a nonsense talk. And so how do you navigate some of those more difficult issues when you're teaching and the book says X, but you know, you believe Y, mm-hmm. how do you do that?
1: Well, again, teaching sixth grade has its advantages. Mm. Um, especially when some of those advantages are children who go to church regularly, because I usually don't have to say anything. They will bring the subject up. They will either say, I don't believe that. Or Mrs. Chin, what do you believe about that? Hmm. This doesn't make any sense. What do you think? And so as sixth graders, I find a lot more um, openness, a lot more curiosity on what the teacher thinks. Mm -hmm. Um, and how they're going to put that into their brain, into their file cabinet of a brain and yep. and store that versus first or second grade when they just repeat what you say yep. and don't ask questions. Yep. I,
0: I can imagine it's a hard tension because you want to honor um, the system. You want to honor every kid. Mm-hmm. You want to honor their moms and dads. Yes. You want to honor all of that. and and uh, But at the same time – no classroom is devoid of relationship and that's right. you are a human being teaching out of a set of values to a kid's a curriculum that is a state curriculum functionally that has its own set of values to kids who mm-hmm. come from families that have their own set of values Absolutely. and as much as we'd love to say that no teacher could ever 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 feel anything different than the state's values <laughs> like that's ridiculous because <laughs> every teacher that I know feels very differently about that sure. curriculum you know and, and one of my thoughts would be like well what if I'm a what if I tune into this podcast and I am a eighth a- theistic parent and my Mm -hmm. kid is in your class would i be upset at anything you're saying right now and on the one hand culturally speaking i might be offended that my kid's teacher could be a christian Mm -hmm. on the one hand Mm -hmm. but on the other hand like you're never going to get every Christian out of the public school system. That's not even reasonable or possible. And there nor,
1: are, nor is that something that we would desire no, as a Christian that's
0: totally. And that's, that's ridiculous. And, and so I would hope that people would hear this and they would actually hear the tension that you're trying to hold, which is to honor mm-hmm. the commitment you've made to communicate the curriculum you've been given. Mm-hmm. And when asked when appropriate mm-hmm. to share where you're at on stuff and, uh, and, and, I just really appreciate that strategy and that framework mm-hmm. because you're not unnecessarily proselytizing, you know, no. you're not unnecessarily talking about things like, and I think that's really important for our audience to hear is that like you do have a line that you have to, absolutely. you have to dance a little bit.
1: My sister used to say, you know, I've prayed that she, she prays very uh, regularly and I love my sister to pieces and. She says, you know, I'm praying that the kids who need you will be in your class. Mm. And so after a while, I had to say, would you please stop praying that for me? (laughs) I have all these kids that are unloved and unwanted, and they're in my class. And then I actually had to repent Mm. and say, thank you, Lord, that I have these kids that are challenges and that I have the kids that are unloved. Where else would they find love other than a teacher who loves Christ and is able to love them with Christ's help?
0: Yep. There was a political candidate recently who was asked a question: "If you become the president, um, basically, should I be concerned about your faith?" Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, and the guy responded profoundly. I, I wouldn't necessarily vote for the guy, but I just loved what he said. Mm-hmm. And he said, "You want my faith." to affect what I do because my faith teaches me to love everybody. My mm-hmm. faith teaches me not to hold grudge grudges. My faith teaches right. me to be kind. My faith teaches me to take care of the least and the poor and those who have nothing. My faith teaches me to give away my best. My faith teaches me to serve. My faith teaches me to encourage. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like all of these things that you would so want in a teacher. Absolutely. You want you want a teacher if they're a Christian. To actually obey jesus right because if they obey jesus they're going to love your kids That's really right. really 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 well and i love that i think the more um teachers who can be in the public school system mm-hmm. that are followers of christ um, atheists should be pumped that they're there Right. because even atheists are going to say I want my kids to be encouraged and to be forgiven and to be loved and I just thought it was a genius response on his part he basically it, said "Absolutely, you want me to be a Christian in the office because mm-hmm. this is what it means I'll do the following things right. now whether that person would or not is different but the principle sure. of the point is is I think really yep. well taken so well um, I'm really grateful that um, you are able to represent Jesus everywhere you go but particularly in this sphere and that's our desire for for every Christian, whether you're a teacher, businessman, businesswoman, whatever you are, welder, whatnot, that you would bring um, excellence to that field. You'd bring light, and when appropriate and when possible, you'd bring the light of Jesus Christ. That's right. And uh, so obviously I'm really grateful for you and grateful for this time. And um, Any other final things that you'd want to tell our audience on this subject?
1: I know there was a trend for a while that – Christian teachers um, should homeschool Mm. um, or be in a Christian school. And I do believe that because of that, we lost a lot of good teachers in the public schools. And I think because of that, we had a lot of students who wandered Mm. um, because not only were they unloved at home maybe, but they were also unloved at school and lost some focus. And so I'm just thankful that I know I'm not the only one out there, That there are lots of Christian um, Christians who are teachers, and I'm very thankful for the fact that um, Christ and, for the most part, good morals um, are still looked up to, Mm. looked looked upon in a positive sense, in a positive light, and so I'm thankful that um, God has placed me in this position. Um, to be able to be one of those who can possibly make a difference in the lives of these kids.
0: That's awesome. Well, thank you for joining us this week. Greatly appreciate your time. And uh, listeners want to invite you back tomorrow and me and Pastor Tim, Pastor Tim and myself, grammatically, what is it, Renee? (laughs) Pastor Tim and I? (laughs) We. We. (laughs) We will be talking about Proverbs 22, 6, that says, train up a child in the way he should go. And even when he is old, he will not depart from Mm -hmm. it. And And uh, as a parent, someone asked, can I really trust this verse when my child is wandering? So we're gonna talk about that tomorrow. Very excited to have Tim uh, in the studio back and uh, process that one together. So listeners, three things I wanna ask you to do. Number one, would you submit your questions vcob.org. Um, right on the homepage of the Village Church of Barlett, you will see a QA link. Click that, turn in your questions. It will take you less than one minute, so we would greatly appreciate that. Number two, share this with your friends or with your enemies. We would love to get the word out. Uh, we believe this content is really shareable and helpful. Would love for you to join us in that. Finally, number three, would you rate and review? Thank you, and we will see you tomorrow.